Ladies, welcome to the Web3 and Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose Delara. I've been working as a marketing leader in Web3 for the past seven years. And as amazing as it's been, it's also been super tough. But with every hardship comes learning, and I'm here to pass that on to help you thrive in Web3. If I can make a difference to at least one of my listeners, it's all been worth it. So take 20, plug in, and get ready to gain the confidence, knowledge, and strategies you need to thrive in Web3. Hi, everyone. Today we talk about a topic that I love, product marketing. If you're a marketer or work in the marketing space, you'll hear when I say product marketers are misunderstood. What do I mean by that? Well, in Web3, the concept of product marketing is confusing, right? We don't need any other kind of marketing. We already have Discord. We already have Twitter and shill groups, right? We don't need any other kind of marketing, which, my friends, is the problem. Product marketing has been around for years, but still teams struggle to understand it. In Misunderstood by Richard King and Bryony Pierce, they say, ask anyone what product marketers do and you'll get wildly different answers, or at best, blank stares. Anyone who understands product marketing knows it adds tremendous value to an organization. But the problem is not enough people get it, which can make product marketers severely underrecognized and underestimated. If you're a PMM, so a product marketing manager or a CMO, you'll probably be nodding along to this in agreement. So how do we define what a product marketer is? And how do they play a part in Web3? The definition provided by the Product Marketing Association is this. Product marketers are a driving force behind getting products to market and keeping them there. Product marketers are an overarching voice of the customer, masterminds of messaging, enablers of sales and accelerators of adoption, all at the same time. Now, when I read that, I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, that's true for sure. I have been a product marketer deep in my heart for as long as I've been marketing. And the line, getting products to market and keeping them there, is one I've used multiple times myself. It sounds like a gem of a role, right? One that we all need in our marketing teams and organizations. I'm constantly shouting from the rooftops, we need product marketing. So why aren't we building our teams with PMMs in mind in Web3? like from day one? Why are we seeing projects hire CMOs from day one? Do projects who are small without funding need a CMO? Now, I could be generalizing a bit here. I have seen exchanges hiring for PMMs, but smaller projects starting out, all I ever see is CMO, growth lead, community manager, all very important roles. Although many startups don't need all these roles at the very beginning. What they could do with is a product marketing manager to get their messaging, their positioning, their product out there in front of the right people from day one. I've spent many a time educating teams on product marketing. Yeah, I have to come in and educate marketing teams and leaders on product marketing. And that looks like describing the vital role between the product, customer support, sales, Um, marketing and only then 
when they have fully understood what a product marketing manager can do, they fully light up and they're like, hell yeah, we need to put more of a resource onto this. We need somebody looking after product marketing, right? So it takes this education learning curve, helping them to see the benefits, even showing them data to help prove this. And then they're like, yes, we do need a PMM or we need someone looking after product marketing. And sometimes it takes longer than just that. And only when I have actually put all this work in, people have seen the retention rates increase through purely through product marketing, not through any ads um, or acquisition campaigns. And by having close collaborations with the product teams, have people started to come over to my way of thinking, like our way of thinking, right? So if you are fully with me on having a product marketer in your team, then you know what I'm talking about right now. So how will we change this perception of what product marketing is in Web3? And how is it going to benefit us all? Better UX. Now, before you say it, Emily, UX is a product and designer job. Wait a minute. User experience comes from a joint effort between product marketing, the product team, design, and customer support. In my experience, what does this effort involve? It looks like competitive research, design research, focus groups, community and user feedback, historical data analysis, UX messaging, uh, support documentation, product tours, and on we can go. You're probably wondering, where do the lines cross with product? I see it like this. Product do the R&D, the product specifications, and the technical setup of the product. So it works. They then, in an ideal world, have a kickoff meeting with product marketing, developers, design team, customer support, and the sales team. Then, as product marketers, we swoop in with the product specification in hand. We create a value prop, position the product, and create product messaging that can be then used by other members of the team. For example, UX copy, email, and marketing content. We work with the product team to create product tours, tooltips, transactional emails, and identify areas of friction for the user that may need support in educational content or tools. Or we even work with product to iron out these areas together. Product marketers then go on to create a go-to-market strategy that includes what type of launch it needs to be, the target audience, messaging, sales, and support collateral needed, and so on. They set up KPIs, data dashboards, and reports, and then allocate tasks and project manage the entire launch. It's on the product marketer's head to be a success. The opposite may happen too. Product marketers could come to product teams with ideas and feedback from users and the community, and they then lead the product initiatives. Now, we all know how awful UX and onboarding is in Web3. It's slowly getting better. But imagine if all Web3 projects and products follow this process. How many would actually find product marketing fit faster? And as a result, see that ripple out into other areas like community growth, referrals, and ultimately more sales. Sounds super simple, right? It is, but really it's more about a paradigm shift in the organization. Leaders need to hire the right leaders to recognize this missing piece, and then they need to hire the right people to fix it. So 
we need product marketing in the space to start to improve the dire UX situation that we all talk about on LinkedIn and Twitter. I think that's agreed between us. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that on any of my LinkedIn posts or on Twitter or send me a DM on Instagram. Moving on, positioning. Think of a product in this space that you've been introduced to. You then visited their website and you had no bloody idea what they do. So then you visit their LinkedIn and social channels, still no clue. So then you ask the founding team, maybe on their Telegram or Discord group or whatever, what do you do? And you're met with a pitch full of jargon that doesn't contribute to the problem being solved, who the product is for, and how to use it. If even the founding team can't explain it, then how can anybody else understand it? Which brings me to our next point, product positioning and messaging. Imagine a world where we were fully able to understand the problem a product solved and whether it was for us or not in five seconds. It would be amazing, right? It would save us so much time. Well, this is product marketing. There are two first steps I take to understand how to position a product and communicate it to resonate with our target audience. Number one, competitive analysis. This can be done any way you want, but how I start is using an Excel spreadsheet, an R&D document from product, or a brand positioning document from marketing, Sometimes you have to just do it yourself. And then the most important headers I put down are product tagline, target audience, tone of voice, product offering, industry sector, problem they solve, solution, where they're going to sell it. Is it B2B or B2C? And the market share. Once I have all this information, I'll then grab all their logos and put them into a visual document maybe a mural. I'll pull together the marketing, product and design teams for a workshop and we'll work it out where we want to penetrate the market and we'll understand how we want to position ourselves according to what else is out there. For example, if we are a wallet service for complete newbies with limited functionality or are we a non-custodial wallet that requires more of a learning curve, does that positioning then fit with who we think our target audience is or does the audience need to be reconsidered? The purpose of this exercise is to fully understand what's out there and if we are penetrating an already saturated market or if we are a new innovation and most importantly it helps us to define the product differentiator. Which leads me to the next part. Once we have a differentiator or differentiators then we can start building out the value proposition. A value proposition is a simple statement that summarizes why a customer should choose your product or service. Then we can move on to identify the problems we're solving one by one for each user persona and create a message around each value proposition and persona. I used to focus just on the features and benefits of the product, but now I really prefer to focus on the emotions they'll create, the positive impact that they'll have on the other users and those around them. They can then get into the features later. Once we have this initial product messaging, then we can create a brief messaging document that can be used for UX, content, social, sales decks, etc. By doing things this way, taking the time to follow a process to get a more thorough understanding on who will use a product 
where we're going to position it in the market and the messaging we'll use. Then when someone visits your Discord, your website, your lander, whatever it may be, they'll know in one glance what problem you're solving, how they'll feel when they use it, and if it's actually for them. Which brings me to the end of our episode. Do we need more product marketing in Web3? Hell yes, especially if we want to tackle the poor UX, the positioning and the messaging we currently see in the space. Hopefully these tips and processes that I personally use helped you to understand if you need a product marketer or if you are a one-stop shop marketer like many of us are, you will now hopefully understand how you can adopt the skills of a product marketer and apply them to the next product launch. So that's all I've got for you today. As always, thank you for listening. Don't forget to drop us a review and head over to Instagram and TikTok at Emily in Web3 for daily content. And feel free to drop me a message or question. I am here to serve you. See you next time.